I've been seeing um, friends and and um, loved ones and relatives traveling and posting on on Facebook. Oh yeah, hi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen and recording this in the middle of the night. Um, thanks for listening to the show. I'm Mr. Brown. This is my podcast. Hello, new fans. Hello, long-time fans. So yeah, back back to... What was I saying? Oh yeah, I've been looking at pictures of people traveling. And I'm envious, right? But at the same time, it's very telling. And we, you know, as you know, we are in the middle of a search of the Omicron variant, especially overseas. Singapore, thankfully has it under control so far but in the US in Europe that thing is surging and spreading like wildfire so just when they thought they had it under control COVID-19 decides to be another version of itself and it's just wreaking havoc with people's travel plans and I've I've you know a lot of both admiration and kind of like curiosity about people who choose to travel during a pandemic and and it's cool if you if you think that you have made all the necessary arrangements and and risk management but it's weird to see like people going away and saying hey i'm at the airport and then oh look at this wonderful beach and then oh look at this you know beautiful thing and then next moment a couple days later on their way back you see oh we've tested positive and we'll have to kind of like not go out we have to stay home I think in due time, when COVID-19 is really endemic, I think this will be no big deal. But for now, we're still kind of going like, was that risk worth taking, right? <laughs> I hope everyone is well. I mean, with vaccination, they're not. nobody's going to really die from it. So most people, right? They, they're just going to get a bad flu symptom and then that's it but still it's massive inconvenience to think about like it's risk management what right if you go overseas you had better be ready to come home and be prepared for like 7-10 day kind of I mean anything can go wrong if, if you are overseas and you pick it up okay for example just before you bought your plane your tests come back positive you can't board right or if you were negative and you boarded and then you landed, you you tested positive on landing, you're quarantined. Am I right? Or if you're there and then the country that you're at or the city you're at decides to do a lockdown, you're screwed. See? <laughs> at every juncture, it's it's insane. Like if you fly to a place instead of taking a direct flight which might cost more you take a connecting flight to another place and you go over you know like that is cheaper that way but in the interim in the connecting part something happens you're stuck as well or as it happened in the US thousands of flights were cancelled due to staff getting sick from COVID right and these aren't probably staff that were infected 
vaccinated, I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain because, for example, you know, large airlines now demand that their staff are, you know, everybody's vaccinated, otherwise they can't work, right? So, but they still have to quarantine, you know, tell the staff not to come in. So thousands of flights can get cancelled at a moment's notice when a new variant surges. So you're stuck, right? You have your ticket, you're in a foreign country, you think you're going to come home, but you can't. It's, there's, there's so many variables that just boggles my mind. And I love travel as much as the next person, right? But I even I, and I have the flexibility. I can work away from home if I have to. And if I'm traveling for work and I'm traveling myself and I get stuck, it's not as bad because I'm alone and I'm quite a seasoned traveler and I can still work out of office. Okay, I've done this for a long time now. But everything else, even, even I, seasoned as I am, I look at the risk involved, the number of variables, and I'm thinking, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I don't think I want to do this. A couple of months' time, invitations will start to roll out. I think there's some travel happening um, in the cards. I have tentatively said yes, and there's like maybe a couple of months down the road, hopefully things come under control. But it's so unpredictable, right? Like even now, anyone planning to go has to deal with these risks. You have to be prepared to take the risk. You have to have spare days of leave. You have to have spare cash. You have to have a ready, you know, um, supply of money to tide you over if you go overseas. It's not the same as the old days of travel anymore. You just can't up and go, right? There's the battery of tests. You need to queue it all up. You need to make sure your paperwork's in order before you even fly. And while you're there, you need to be able to pivot. Oh, I hate that word. But, you know, just adapt immediately to changes. I'm told some people went to, for example, Austria for a holiday. On the second or third day, the city went into lockdown, right? Remember? Um, the, the mayor or whatever, the, the leader of the, you know, the, the country went, announced that you know, Austria will be locked down for unvaccinated people, of which they had a lot of, apparently, because there was a surge. So you go there and you get swept up in the lockdown. Either you can't buy food because the stores are closed or the attractions are all closed because they can't be bothered to open, or maybe you're traveling worse. You're traveling with a child that's below 12 and, you know, most of the p children below 12 are not vaccinated yet. But VTL rules allow you to travel with an unvaccinated child below 12, apparently, right? And some people did it. So you're yeah, there and then if the city, if the country you're visiting says unvaccinated cannot go out and do anything, including children, then you're screwed too. Then go where? What do you do? <laughs> I know boy boy needs a holiday. He has not travelled for two years. And girl girl finished her PSLE and you need to give her a break. But this is a pandemic. I just don't understand. I mean, I want to take my youngest daughter on a trip badly because I owe her a trip. 
after all levels but even I've explained to her I said you know we're not likely going to be able to do the trip that I've been talking about for, for two years we'll have to wait right maybe this year we can do it 2022 maybe if we can get that Omicron under control but you know what I mean it's it's tricky we thought we thought last year was the year nope you know it didn't turn out that way we got all vaccinated ready to go but the rest of the world has not you know been as 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 um well vaccinated as, as our own country in Singapore um, and it's challenging lah, right some countries they've opened up because the people there some of them who are not vaccinated really got exposed to the virus and then didn't die so they have natural immunity somehow so that's counted right but they came at great cost right other people died too so but they're willing to open but still you know it, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and new variants pop up all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'm a risk-averse person. Am I the only one who thinks this way? Uh, you know? Um, I don't think I'm afraid. Like now I'm I'm vaccinated. I'm even boosted. I'm, I, I'm on my third shot, right? So I am fairly protected. And I'm not afraid of getting it's probably I'm, I'm either going to be asymptomatic or just going to be a bad flu feeling but I don't want to get it still right it's not at the stage where I'm comfortable getting COVID and I don't want the inconvenience I think that was a killer yeah you get stuck somewhere you can't come home I overheard today two people in the lift I was out for a dental appointment and I overheard two Malaysians talking to each other in the lift, you know. And they were talking about Chinese New Year, of course, they go back. And the dude, the older man, was telling the lady, um, I don't think I'm going back this year still, you know. Um, work la, work, chokong, chokong, chokong. Uh, it's that my, if my mother also tell me not to come back, I call her up and she says, you know, don't come back. Uh, right? stay there and, and work in Singapore and carry on it's already two years it's not much of a difference whether you come back this year or not just carry on I mean of course if you can you should go back you know but I think this guy was like this work 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 you know got work better work I really admire their dedication and the hard you know the, the work ethic and the lady was like yeah tokong 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 and also apparently it's very difficult to score tickets to go back now you know it's not the same as previous Chinese New Year's it was already difficult enough to get tickets in the past but this time it's VTL tickets also very difficult to get so really feel bad for people who who are here for such a long time working and and can't see their family for so long um, but even you know they are not planning to go back they're like I don't want to risk going back and not coming, be able to come back to Singapore to work. I understand that thinking, right? If I were, if I were working overseas in another country, I would think very long and hard before I leave, come home, because I might not be able to go back. You can't assume anything, right? So yeah, travel during COVID is is both like a blessing, a privilege, but it's also kind of a curse. I, 
I now live vicariously through my friends and my 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 relatives who are who are able to travel, who have chosen to travel. I I keep looking at pictures and leaving comments and saying, "Oh, I've been to this one. Oh, I haven't seen this part of Japan yet." You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean Japan is because my friend lives there and works there as a teacher, so she's doing domestic travel during her vacation, school vacation. So that kind of thing. Um, and then a couple of friends are Italy. I think one was in Italy, one was in Spain, another one was in France. Stuff like that. Fun, uh, fun to 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 see what people are seeing. But it's still, still wacky, uh, you know, still wacky. Even using my my um, Singapore rediscovers vouchers to redeem. A noisy truck. Ooh, what's going on? To redeem uh, a staycation in a hotel is something that I had to think a long time about. But I think it's fairly safe, lah. So, but even then, you know, um, have to think long and hard. My children are not needing to go back to school. My youngest is sixteen now, and he's she's on a break. She's waiting for her results and all that. So if anything happens, there's nothing. It's just going to impact. Her part-time job. My second one, yes, he's actually in his final term, where he is right now. But I think she'll be all right. So it's risk management. You got to think. I think the risk factor is higher to leave the country. I think it's slightly better if you do it in Singapore. So I said, okay, we'll we'll manage that carefully for our staycation, right? So I, I booked. I went ahead and booked it, and used up the hundred dollars that I was entitled to. Otherwise, I would have just donated it, lah. But I think it's I do it for the the, the you know for Faith who who hasn't gone, also has not travelled, and she needs a break too. So it, it it I understand parents who want to take their kids away, um, and you know I'm kind of trying to find a middle ground. I'm not even a huge fan of staycations. Let me tell you right now. I make jokes about it all the time, right? It's quite silly to be staying in a hotel in Singapore, but it's a change of environment. And as somebody else pointed out to me, some some people need to stay in a hotel staycation because they live in a household where there's no privacy, and maybe it's a couple staying with one of the parents, you know, the couple's parents, and they don't. They might need a break. From the family, you know, they've been together in a multi-generational household, and they need a break. And I, I, I can see that. Uh, that part I understand. I mean, you're staying in a four-room flat, for example, with like six people. Well, we are six people, but we are not multi-generational, lah. You know. Um, but if you're staying with your in-laws, for example, and you need to just have some private couple time, that staycation would look like a good idea, right? So okay, I kind of understand that part. So we all have to manage our risk, lah. You know, calculate our risk. But I sometimes look at the decisions people make and I go like, "Wow, you know, really, the entire family, all the way to Europe. Wow, okay. Then the exams, how? <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of people who got infected." On the way back from overseas trips, like in December, and now the children might miss three weeks of school. That kind of thing. 
Okay, it's for real. So this this the risk is real. I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I guess we're all stir crazy and uh, cabin fever by now. So some of us might just say it's endemic. We'll live with it. Won't die. You know, that kind of thing. We'll be hugely inconvenienced, but we won't die. Okay, <laughs> we'll take we'll take hugely inconvenienced for now, just for a break. Okay. Uh, okay. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks for listening.